Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean, the weekend edition. First with yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB. We are looking back at Sunday and Saturday. It's the weekend, baby. Um, and it's Winston Peters, baby. He's back, baby. Uh, Chris Parker is funny, so let's see how funny he can be when he's being interviewed and not just doing his act. Isla Fisher is a famous uh, actor, but it all turns out she's also... Uh, writes children's books as well. I think everybody writes children's books these days, don't they? And we're going to finish up um, talking friendship, but before we do, uh, we're going to talk to uh, Isaiah Papali'i, who um, is involved in the Rugby League World Cup. How is the feeling in the camp ahead of your first run out at this Rugby League World Cup? Uh, It's been awesome, man. Um, Obviously, we came over a bit later than uh, the rest of the boys, but uh, we jumped straight into training and uh, as to be expected, the boys have uh, been going well this week and um, preparing preparations are uh, well and we're really looking forward to the Sunday to kick off our World Cup campaigns. Is there anything in particular that the, the coaching staff have been focusing on? I mean, you, you should really cruise through the, the pool stages okay, but are there things that they're, they're really keen on you doing well in these first few games? Uh, I think we're just looking to, I guess, focus on now. Uh, what we can handle, and and that's our execution uh, in these early stages. Um, obviously, just building on our mid-year test and the chemistry between um, the halves and, and the middles where you usually want to play with them uh, like you would in NRL, and we're trying to do that as fast as possible starting this week. You mentioned that mid-year test against Tonga at Mount Smart. I mean, you were magnificent that day. A try, 90 metres, you ran four, 35 tackles. How vividly do you remember that day at Mount Smart? Um, yeah, it's pretty hard to obviously vividly remember it, but uh, you definitely cherish those times and uh, can always, I can always remember um, certain moments in that, in that match. Wow, he doesn't really remember that well. I guess he's got a lot on. Um, I mean, it's ha- there's a lot of World Cups on, isn't there? There's to be World Cups all over the place, different World Cups. The Rugby World Cup, with the uh, women are playing in it. And, and, uh, it's hard to keep track which sport is going on when. So sort of giving up, really. Just gone back to theatre and music. Leave the sport alone these days. Semi-retired. Um, certainly haven't got time for politics, but Winston Peters always seems to. With the greatest respect, you, you've had a, a an incredibly esteemed career. Will you be the leader of New Zealand first into next election and beyond? Well, we uh, make a uh, selection every year at our AGM and our annual convention, and that's what we've done. And the answer to that is, uh, with the party willing, most certainly. Mm. Good to hear. So with the sudden rush to the right, Winston, that we've seen in, in recent times, quite a, a, a huge rush to the, the right-hand door of the room, what will be the point of difference that New Zealand First will make compared to any other party on the right-hand side of the spectrum? We bring to politics plain common sense. That's the biggest thing missing in New Zealand politics today. And when you say we're missing common sense, what specifically has been uh, ridiculous, which would be the opposite to common sense? <laughs> well, it's the kind of sort of woke policies or extremist policies which take the country nowhere 
and as a consequence, we are not performing as an economy like we should to pay for the standard of living that uh, the standard of living that we want, or indeed the mobile phone quality that we deserve. Uh, so uh, Tyler Adams and Ro- and Roman Travers were hosting the weekend collective this weekend. Not sure where Tim and Tim are. Actually, I think they've been hosting other things. That's what's happened there. Tim and Tim were hosting other things. Um, for example, uh, I think one of the Tims did the Sunday morning show, and we'll have some of that shortly. But before we do, uh, Jack Tame talked to Isla Fisher, who's a pretty famous actor. It turns out she writes uh, children's books as well. This is your, I think it is anyway, your your very first picture book. So for, for perhaps for our listeners who can't see the pictures just yet, can you just give us the, the quick kind of premise? Um, okay, it's a story of Maisie, the movie star Mutt, um, and she has her fur fluffed twice a day, and while other puppy dogs chase sticks of the park, she chases her acting dreams. And one day her agent delivers her bad news that Hollywood has changed and there are no <laughs> jobs for Maisie. So she has to embrace what makes her special to find her perfect role. And, um, yeah, it's a it's about being, you know, courageous and, and true to yourself. I loved it. Like, it, it's just... It's one of those books that does what all good kids books does and that I can see that um that that kids will love it but also it's got lots of puns in there just to keep um <laughs> parents or whoever's doing the reading happy as well you know you know it it makes all the difference so for example Maisie gets her coffee at Starbucks um <laughs> she auditions for Puppies of the Caribbean and Mary Puppins very good um I I hope though that in being a big movie star, having lots of roles, and then all of a sudden having those roles drying up, this isn't inspired by any personal experience or anything like that. It is not, but my agent read it and said, I hope I'm not the agent in this book, <laughs> Isla. And I was like, no, of course not. I um, think my dog, I don't know if he would like having his fur fluffed every day. Um, as it is, he gets these knots, and I just chop them out. Uh, he doesn't like that. Should I be fluffing his fur every day and then we, he wouldn't get the knots? Or would he get more knots? I don't really understand how knots work. I don't have any fur. I don't even have any hair. Uh, we'll come back to Jack uh, shortly. Uh, but before we do, let's talk to uh, Chris Parker. So as I say, I think I've found one of the Tims. I think he might have been standing in Francesca. Talking about the lockdown videos, I was, um, before, we did, before the interview, I had a look at some of your Instagram videos. And while they're, they're comic and everything, I actually found it quite hard to watch them because it took me back to that mindset of being in lockdown. And I was like, oh, God, this I is actually quite there. hard work. I haven't gone back there either. I can't scroll back. I mean, you just because it, it brings you back into that mentality of how mm. we were and that sort of slight neuroticism about it. you know everyone was sort of on the edge all the time mm. and we were just so glued to the news and these press conferences and we've really um you know i was oh. on the news i was on a show the other day and we we're talking about cauliflower and i thought thank god we've got back to that point where we can talk <laughs> about the price of cauliflower yeah well because it, it can frighten the horses that one yeah it, it, i was surprised by my reaction watching uh, having a look at it <laughs> that uh, that blast from the past i but- have that effect on people <laughs> <laughs> okay now Look, you also found time to get married. I did. Just congratulations. Honestly, last week. Oh wow! And you, yeah, look how shiny the ring is. You know, it's glistening still. There's that, no. That's hot off the press. It is hot off the press and straight on the finger. Yeah, I know. Last um, last weekend at the uh, Hollywood Avondale Cinema, 
It was quite what a the spectacle. Great, what a great location for a... I love that. I remember watching some old movie and sobbing my eyes out at the Hollywood Ad- Avenue. Did you have a few tears? Yeah, it was a very similar, yeah, um, <laughs> mood in the, in the cinema, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting what Tim was saying about those, uh, watching those videos in lockdown. Uh, domestic manager and I used to um, just sort of sit in bed because we didn't have anywhere else to go. And, and watch the, amuse ourselves by watching Christmas videos. And that's what happens in, in the Glenzie B master bedroom on a Saturday morning, Sunday morning. You need to know that. Um, we're going to finish up here. We sit there and watch Chris Parker's Instagram feed. Uh, we, we, we're going to finish up with um, Jack's take on friendship. He was talking about old friends. Is he old enough to have old friends? I was trying to think how long it had been since we were all in a room together. It was before Dale and Jeremy each had a family. It was before Matt became a doctor. It was before Alex announced to everyone that he'd taken a job in West Africa. And by any chance, did anyone know what the weather was like in Togo at this time of year? Five mates who grew up in the middle-class Christchurch suburbs and all knocked around a middle-class high school together. We read the same stuff, we watched the same shows, we studied the same subjects, rode the same bikes, played in the same sports teams and chased the same girls. All, it must be said, with mixed success. And then, one day, like dice in a Yahtzee cup, life shook us up and we scattered around the world. Since we last lived in the same city, we five mates have lived in five different continents between us. Alex lives in Tel Aviv and speaks Hebrew. He spent years guiding people through Jerusalem and the West Bank. Matt's medical career has taken him from Melbourne to Medellin in Colombia. Dale's a doctor too. Recently, he worked out the back of emergency helicopters and he prides himself on differentiating different models by the thump of their rotor blades. Jeremy is the only one of the group to have visited Angola on business, and was the first of the group to take on perhaps the greatest adventure of all. He has a wife and two wonderful kids. But how long, I wondered, how long since we had all been in a room together? Sheesh. I don't know, I reckon my best guess is that it was for someone's 21st birthday back in the day. The kids who were born in our final year of high school are now in their final year of high school. Gulp. We're starting to see age in each other's faces, each other's waistlines, each other's hair. Part of me thinks it's the one big benefit of being part of the Facebook generation. Social media didn't exist when we were in school, but it came in soon enough afterwards that we could keep in touch over the years. But the five of us still had to want to keep in touch. You know what I mean? I I really think that's an important point. Last weekend, Alex held a lunch to celebrate his marriage. It was a perfect, still spring day in Christchurch. And having travelled here from the Middle East, he and his wife gathered with his family and a few friends at Monavale. After a few hours, after lunch wrapped and everyone else had pushed on, we five mates sat down on the banks of the Otakaro Avon River 
with a few beers and a bottle of champagne. The sun was like just glorious, like twinkling through the leaves of the trees along the riverbank. There wasn't a breath of wind. Families, kids, wives, girlfriends all lay down on the grass. And for that little moment, the lives of my oldest friends all came together once again. I laughed and laughed and laughed until my belly ached. It struck me afterwards on Monday when we all split once again, farewelling each other and returning to our respective corners of the earth. After all this time, all these years, all these experiences and jobs and relationships in isolation, everything's changed and yet somehow nothing's changed. And I reckon that might be the best definition of friendship there is. I am the worst person in the world for keeping in touch with people. Um, so that's never changed. I'm sure my old friends love that about me. Uh, I'm Glenn ZB. I'm making that up. I've never had any friends. Um, I'll see you back here again tomorrow. You're my friends. Thank you for being my friends. <laughs> see you back here tomorrow, friends. Jesus, that sounded desperate at the end there, didn't it? 90% of parenting is just thinking about when you can have a break. And when you do take a break, enjoy the Parenting Hangover podcast. They go together like a tutu and jandals. We've said from the get-go, we ain't parenting experts. No. But it's cool to hear, what is your neighbour doing? What do they say? A problem shared is a problem halved. Oh, that's good. Not that my children are problems, or a, but I feel better talking about it. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.